Hello, you are listening to Getting After Lefty, starring Gary Gatehouse, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have good questions on the show, like... Uh, Mr. Obama, sir, I have a, just a quick question, if I can. Um, I was wondering, you know, just uh, where... Uh, where the hell is your birth certificate? Yeah, welcome to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. I'm your host, Gary Gatehouse, and I'm getting after Lefty, exercising my First Amendment, don't you see? Hope you folks are having a great day wherever you're at in God's big, beautiful world. Beautiful day down here in South Texas, sunny, about, oh, I don't know, 80 degrees. Nice winter day. <laughs> Before we start the monologue, I received an email from a young lady. She lives in Europe. I'm not going to mention the country. And it has nothing to do with politics at all. Not, not, nothing at all. But I thought what she wrote to me, this kind of hit a, a place in my heart because I'm an avid follower of space travel. I think I was born about 100 years too early. One of my main objectives in life was always to get to Mars some way, somehow. I know that will never happen in my lifetime. But I always dreamed of walking on Mars when I was a kid. Always dreamed of being an astronaut, even before astronauts were astronauts. Traveling in space, you know, Buck Rogers type stuff. This young lady sent me this poem. And it goes something like this. The title of the poem is Light Years. As I sit by my window looking at the sky, my mind drifts away thinking, wondering, is there a person like me somewhere, maybe on a far-off planet? A person with the same thoughts? I look at the sky and I see a vast vast ocean of stars. Asking myself, how many planets? How many planets are there where people live, work, dream? How many have people who think as I do? As I move away from my window, I stop to ponder what my teacher said today in school. She drew a picture of a big blue globe with white fluffy clouds and said, this is a planet our scientists have discovered. They call it Earth. You know, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if you if you really think and try to get into this young lady's mind, I'm kind of with there with, with her. I know, and you know, most of us know that there has to be other Earths somewhere in the vast stretches of the universe. If we look at our measly little galaxy, which we finally call the Milky Way, it's just a little bitty galaxy in some corner, deep corner of the universe, where here we, black, white, green, or yellow, brown people, began with the grace of God and have moved on down the road of time to what we are today. How many places throughout the universe has that same type of creation 
started on its way down the road of time. The poem that she sent me sent me made me wonder. Made me sit there and ponder about things that are going on in our planet. Now I was born a long time ago in terms of old school and new school. And from the day I was born until this present day, our world has been involved in a war somewhere on the globe. I look back at my younger days and my brothers and my sister used to listen to stories spun by our father and uncles about their escapades and adventures and not-so-good times when they were fighting in World War II. My grandfather was a son of my great-grandfather who fought in World War I. And he used to tell me about his great-grand... I never met my great-grandfather. About the stories he told about World War I. And I fast forward to Korean War. My uncle fought. One of my uncles fought in the Korean War. Then we move a little bit further up the scale. My uncle, myself, my brother, my wife's cousin. We all fought in Vietnam. My cousin didn't come home. My wife's cousin didn't come home. He was killed in Vietnam. By a landmine. I was in the intelligence field in I Corps, right up close to the North Vietnam border. I was a spook and intel guy. My uncle flew F-105 Thunder Chiefs, Thunder Thuds, as we finally called him. And my other brother, he was a forward fire controller in the Mekong Delta. I have two nephews that have fought in Desert Storm. I have a relation from my wife's husband's side who is being sent to Afghanistan as I speak. And there are families like me all over the United States that can trace their histories back with their loved ones but people they probably never met who fought for this great country, who served in the military proudly, as I did, as all of you that have served did or do. So I guess what I'm saying is, we here in America, we people in the Western world, we people in the world, have been at each other's throats, time immortal. And I dare say it will probably never stop since human beings are just human beings and that's the way it is. World peace is a great thought. It's a great idea. It's a great concept. But I don't think it will ever happen. And I would like to thank that young lady. Her name's Stephanie for sending me that poem, Light Years. I appreciated it. It made me realize just how 
insignificant we as human beings are in the whole scheme of things. Just how God's plan continues on regardless of what planet, what solar system, what galaxy, what neck of the universe it's in. We are all creations of God the Father. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Getting after lefty. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I, as you probably know by now, I'm an avid Donald Trump supporter. I go out of my way to support him, as many of you do as well. And we who support Donald Trump, we're very proud of that fact. We're proud that we stand with him. A man that is a billionaire, yes. But a lot of people seem like they detach him when it comes to saying America or an American. He's just Donald Trump. And he's an American as well. Born and bred and raised here in the motherland. A man that has a family, a beautiful family. Don't drink, no smoke. Don't do dope. Articulate, well-spoken. Fantastic people, his sons, his daughters, all of them. But there is a movement out there within the mainstream media. Well, I will say all the mainstream media. And certain talking heads on the radio spectrum who have turned and bared their knives, long knives, against Donald Trump. And they make it more evident every day with things they say, things they publish, In Nevada, Mr. Trump cleaned everybody's clock. In Nevada, Mr. Trump overwhelmingly won those caucuses. But during the process of all that was going down in Nevada, there was something that transpired that uh, really ruffled my feathers, and I'm sure it did a lot of you as well. We all know that Donald Trump has upset the elitist apple cart. We know this. He has thrown a wrench into the inside the Beltway political cartel's big political movement. When I refer to political cartel, I'm actually referring to what is formerly known as Congress. Donald Trump has shaken up the propaganda arm of Washington, D.C. politics, namely the mainstream media, they're beside themselves. They don't know what to do or say. They lash out. So now the media resorts to veiled threats. Well, how has this come about? And why is this happening? They say. I can't believe America is so stupid to vote for Donald Trump, they say. Then they resort to name-calling at its lowest calling the supporters of Donald Trump brown shirts, fascist. And these are words coming from the mouth of a radio talk show host, Mr. Glenn Beck, and his supporters, but namely Glenn Beck. But you know the, the term status quo 
you can't just hang that on the politicians. There are others out there as well, such people as an organization such as the mainstream media, talk show hosts such as Mark Levine and Glenn Beck. Somewhere along the line, Mark Levine kind of moved away from what he talked about, and I really appreciated and respected Mark Levine. But now Mark Levine and Glenn Beck and others have lost it. They busted out the long knives when it comes to Mr. Donald Trump. I wonder how long it will take for Mr. Ted Cruz to figure out that Glenn Beck and others are using Ted Cruz to further their own agendas. Now there was a big huge headline. I don't I'm not sure if you folks seen it that came out of Nevada during the caucuses. And the headline read Beck calls Trump supporters brown shirts. And he suggested that Trump uh, supporters are rude, vile, nasty, and evil, as is Donald Trump. We all know there's no love lost between Glenn Beck and the GOP presidential candidate, Mr. Trump. But you know, there's no way that their crossing paths this last Tuesday evening during the Nevada caucuses voting was ever going to turn out good, and it didn't. And it was wildly wildly reported as Trump, the headline read, Trump crashes event where Beck was speaking. But the truth is, ladies and gentlemen, Trump was visiting a number of caucuses sites seeking support. When he arrived at Palo Verde High School in Summerlin, Nevada, Glenn Beck happened to be speaking at the podium in support of Ted Cruz. Now this is all according to to eyewitnesses. Beck had the attention of only a small portion of the large crowd assembled to cast their votes at that particular caucus. When Mr. Donald Trump entered the room, the crowds flocked to where he was listening to listen to his, uh, his speech. Mr. Donald Trump said, we're going to have a hopefully historic night here tonight. And I appreciate Everybody being here. I wanted to be here myself and just say a few words. When this all happened, Beck was left without an audience. And throughout the day, the following day, Wednesday, Glenn Beck attacked Donald Trump and his supporters over his so-called upstaging on Tuesday night, referring to us as brown shirts. And in a posting titled Silence in the Face of Evil is Evil Itself. He wrote, There's a storm coming of biblical proportions, a storm coming beyond your recognition. When the economy collapses, when our currency is worth toilet paper, who do you want? Who do you want handling our, our nation? You want somebody who has divided us? Who is grooming brown shirts? He says, I was at the caucus last night and never seen anything like it. Trump supporters were beyond recognition as anything I've ever seen. Rude, vile, and nasty. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Glenn Beck. I used to watch Mr. Glenn Beck. I used to listen to Mr. Glenn Beck. I was a follower of Glenn Beck at one time. 
I enjoyed listening to his stance on history and explaining how history, past and present, are tied together. But Mr. Beck, you have not a clue when it comes to the mood of the American people. We who support Mr. Donald Trump. And to call me and all supporters of Donald Trump brown shirts? Well, Mr. Beck, that's the last straw. You know when the dust settles after the election process is finished? I would venture to say your following will decrease in numbers. But you know, Mr. Beck, the only real brown shirts are those who operate out of inside the beltway. The political hacks such as you have morphed into. Brown shirts, no. We're not brown shirts. We are not Nazis. We are not fascists. Brown shirts, Nazis, and fascists all go together, hang those terms, those brands, on some other movement that took place back in the 1940s under a despot named Hitler. But not we the people. We want our country back. And we have finally awakened to the fact that politicians in Washington, D.C. have sold us out. For a long time, we understood that we the people We were on our own. No representation. But not anymore. A person has come forward to stand shoulder to shoulder with we the people. A person that understands what is going down. And that person being Mr. Donald Trump. A person who tells it like it is. Who pulls no damn punches. And speaks in a tongue that Mr. and Mrs. Joe Sixpack, Middle America, understands. The bottom line, Mr. Trump, is one of us. The bottom line, Mr. Trump has thrown his hat in the ring. He didn't have to. He's a billionaire. He has billions of dollars to insulate himself from we the people and everything else that is going down in America. But he threw his hat in the ring. And he is an American. And I, 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 I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen. It, this, in that respect, what you have to respect, Mr. Donald Trump. Like I said, he didn't have to do it. He wants no part of being a politician. He has billions of dollars, but he's been accused of being a brown shirt. And his followers as, followers as well. Being evil. By desperate people. They, they're, they're the ones. Doing the acquisitions of. Accusing Mr. Trump of these things. They're the ones. Desperate people. People who want to be recognized. Narcissist. Glenn Beck. Look at me, I'm Glenn Beck. Can anybody see me? Look at me, my name's everywhere. Everybody in my in my organization bow down to me. Everybody says, yes, Mr. Beck, yes, Mr. Beck, yes, Mr. Beck. Just another narcissist on the radar screen. But you know, Mr. Beck, like I said, when the dust settles, when the whole process is finished, and the election at the national level begins. What are you going to do then, Mr. Beck? If your man is not there 
running against the Democrat. Are you going to stand by as an observer and keep your mouth shut? Are you going to admit that you made mistakes and join the rest of us? Which is it, Mr. Beck? Which is it? You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition. And we'll be right back after the Phyllis Schaffer report. I'm Donald Trump, and I'm running for president. Our country is in deep trouble because, let's face it, politicians are all talk, no action. My opponents have no experience in creating jobs or making deals. The fact is, I'm going to make the greatest trade deals we've ever made in our country, and I'm going to bring jobs and money back to the United States. I'll take care of our veterans and make our military so strong that nobody will mess with us. I'll secure our borders, and yes, we will have a wall. You can't have a country without borders. And I'll make sure that the Second Amendment and our religious liberties are protected. Obamacare is a total disaster. It will be repealed and replaced with something much better. You'll never be disappointed. I don't disappoint people. I produce. Together, we're going to make America great again. I'm Donald Trump, candidate for president, and I approve this message. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on freedominamerica.us. Tune in 24-7 to listen to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Mrs. Schlafly is a constitutional attorney, author of 25 books, and respected spokesman in the media and before legislative committees on conservative and pro-family issues. She was named one of the 100 most important women of the 20th century by the Ladies' Home Journal. Now, here's the founder of Eagle Forum, Phyllis Schlafly. What do you think is the most dangerous sport for high school players other than football? Baseball, perhaps, because of the hard ball, or wrestling, because it is so physical? Many would be surprised to learn that the most dangerous sport for high school athletes other than football is girls' soccer. Its injury rate is more than half that of football, even though soccer players do not usually even strike an opposing player. Many of the injuries to girls' soccer players are debilitating knee problems that will plague them the rest of their lives. Injury rates for girls in high school soccer are nearly 50% higher than the injury rate for boys in the same sport. A recent article in the medical journal Pediatrics ranks the injury rates for numerous high school sports, and the girls' injury rates are usually higher than the boys' injury rates for the same sport. For example, the injury rate for girls in softball is 30% higher than for boys in baseball. Girls have a higher rate of injury, even in the safest sport of all, swimming and diving. Despite the low overall rate of injury in that sport, girls are still injured at a rate nearly 50% higher than boys. Few families realize this amid the push to put girls into competitive sports. A federal law known as Title IX is used by liberals to require colleges to play as many girls as boys in competitive sports. But this scientific difference between girls and boys in sports does not make any sense for the Obama administration to push women into combat positions in our troops. Injuries on the battlefield can result in the loss of life, 
not only of the person injured, but also of the fellow troops who need every soldier to be 100%. Are you concerned about how the misuse of Title IX has forced colleges to cut thousands of men's sports teams, including 40% of all wrestling teams? Write us at Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002, and ask for our free information packet on Title IX. That's Eagle Forum Radio, Alton, Illinois, 62002, or online visit eagleforum.org. And join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Now you folks over there in Nacogdoches, this song's for you on this great, big, beautiful Friday. Gearing up to go party at your local honky-tonk down here in South Texas. It's a ritual, don't you know? like to give a shout out to all my friends up here in Dundalk, Maryland. I know a lot of you folks like country western, so uh, you're listening to the right radio station. The Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Friday edition. All you folks over there, Dogs of War, Scarlet, and all you folks that tune in to Dogs of War UK, Gary Gatehouse sends out a great big howdy to you, all the way from South Texas. Hope you're having a great Friday. I hope you folks over there in the United Kingdom, especially you folks down there in England, are having a great Friday, sunny intervals and all. And all you country western listeners, singers and bands there in the UK, all you folks up in Ireland and Scotland, Gary Gatehouse, tune in. Never know what you're going to hear on Anything Goes Friday. Take another look.
Yeah, take another piece of my heart. Why not? You own nine tenths of it anyway. <laughs> Go ahead, take it off. Faith Hill. Love her voice. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, Friday edition of Getting After Lefty Anything Goes. Coming to you all the way from South Texas down here in Ranch Land. Down here where it never gets cold. But it damn sure gets hot. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, there's a headline out there that should concern all Americans, regardless of what political persuasion you're standing with or are with or back. And it comes something like this. It says, New York Times writer jokes of Trump's assassination. And he goes out and says, Good guys, good news guys. I figured out a way his campaign, Donald Trump's campaign, I figured out a, I figured out a way it ends. Now this tweet came from a columnist with the New York Times. And it caused quite a stir up on Twitter. And it was a tweet that joked of a billionaire businessman, our guy, Donald Trump, and GOP presidential frontrunner, Donald Trump, joked about his assassination. This guy then included a video, a YouTube video of a 1983 movie, The Dead Zone, a movie that features Christopher Walken as a character who tries to shoot a politician played by Martin Sheen. Now, Sheen's character uses a human baby to shield himself from the assassination attempt in this movie, The Dead Zone. But, you know, Twitter's and people up on Twitter were the users of were quick to respond to this idiot of the New York Times. And they lambasted him and let him have it, and rightly so. One said, you're an embarrassment advocating an assassination attempt on Mr. Donald Trump. And another one said, maybe it's time for you to take a break. And another said, dude, you're making explicitive assassination jokes. In this day and age, when does jokes end and real threats start up? My question to all of this, has the FBI looked into this? Is this a veiled threat? You know, one can't be careful these days with all the weirdos out there. One never knows. And there's a lot of loose cannons in the mainstream media. But folks, this is just another example of the socialist left and they, how worthless they are. Just how worthless they are. If you put the shoe on the other foot and somebody said something about assassination and tied the, uh, the name of Hillary Clinton in with that, there would be hell to pay. Hell to pay. But this is just left off as this is some jokester from the New York Times kind of losing it, I guess. Or was he? Who knows? I know one thing. The hatred for Donald Trump by the people on the left, the hatred by the people of the mainstream media, the hatred of Donald Trump by most of the folks inside the Beltway, the political cartel, Congress, 
leadership in the Republican Party. It expands every day. They try to find new ways to pull the rug out from Donald Trump, namely Mitt Romney, pulling the Harry Reid on Donald Trump, talking about his income tax, trying to throw it up against the wall and see if it'll stick like Harry Reid did, the very same thing against Mitt Romney. Romney. Mitt Romney never, never paid his back taxes, Harry Reid said, and a man like that should never be allowed to run for the office of president. What's Mitt Romney do? And I'm sure at the beckoning of the RNC and those desperate people inside the Beltway, they sick Romney on Trump. I tr- accuse Trump or saying there's something big going to happen. Something's going to come out about Trump. Trump looks at it and goes, shrugs his shoulders and says, don't say anything. Shows a picture of him with stacks and stacks and reams of income tax forms and reports he has to fill out and sign. Donald Trump doing his income tax. Enough said. Enough said. Mitt Romney, go back and crawl in there under the rock you came out of. Mitt Romney, you had your chance, Buster. You blew it. Why? Because you don't have a spine or wherewithal. You don't know how to call a spade a spade. You're hamstrung with a political correctness. You're wearing the political cartel anchor around your neck. So the best thing I can say to you, Mr. Mitt Romney, shut the hell up and go away. We'll be right back after a few short messages. Uh, man, you know, you know, back in the 60s, man, we didn't have no cats like Gary Gatehouse, man. But this dude gets after Lefty, and I like that. Diabetes is a killer. After I was diagnosed, I had no pain. I didn't feel sick, so I didn't listen to my doctor. Then it struck. I had a heart attack. Then a stroke. And I was only 49. If only I'd known. If only I'd listened. The complications of diabetes often go undiagnosed and are far more serious than you might think. Most people with diabetes also have high blood pressure and cholesterol, which can cause severe heart damage. In fact, two out of three people with diabetes die from heart disease or stroke. But you can reduce your risk of heart disease and stroke by lowering your blood sugar, blood pressure, and cholesterol. Learn how. Call 1-800-DIABETES for your free diabetes survival guide. Choose to live. It's not too late. Don't let diabetes destroy your life. A message from the American Diabetes Association and the American College of Cardiology. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices. Some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. 
Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. All right, down here in South Texas on the weekends, and Tejano music kind of goes hand in hand. We kind of get in the mood. Here's a beautiful song, Forever Lover. Muy bueno. Oh yeah, singing about a great love. This lady has a beautiful voice. Beautiful. Oh yeah, love. It's something we all look for, right? You betcha. Oh yes, yes. Folks, if you haven't heard Tejano music, search it out and find it. Beautiful music. A lot of it is founded on the Irish. Believe it or not, some of the Tejano music is. And the old pop music. That's right. Beautiful music. I love it. She puts it all... All coming from her heart, singing about her love. You know, ladies and gentlemen of America, I talk about my great state of Texas and how conservative it is. I talk about our great governor, Governor Abbott. But there's a thorn under the saddle of many Texans. And it's not going to go away anyway soon, I don't think. Sanctuary cities. And it's not just in Texas, all across the United States. Some people are scratching their head and they're saying, well, what are sanctuary cities? Because you see, there's so many people in America who are uninformed, misinformed, underinformed, that they've probably never heard of a sanctuary city or what it means. 
what it stands for. Way back in 1996, the United States Congress passed the Illegal Immigration Reform and Immigrant Responsibility Act. That act required local governments to cooperate with Department of Homeland Security, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, ICE. Now that agency and that law that was passed in 1996, despite all that, Many urban and suburban and rural communities have ignored the law and adopted so-called sanctuary cities, sanctuary policies. Generally, these sanctuary policies instruct city employees not to notify federal government of the presence of illegal aliens living in their communities. These policies may also erase any distinction between a legal resident and illegal aliens. So illegal aliens may benefit from taxpayer-funded programs, government services. Now, a formal sanctuary policy is a written policy enacted by a local government body in the form of a resolution, ordinance, or administrative action, general or special orders, or departmental policies. Formal sanctuary cities are the easiest to identify because their sanctuary policies are in writing, often getting the attention of the media, and are subject to public records requests by citizens and the press. Now, in recent headlines in the last few days, there is a big movement afoot going on within the United States, by the left mainly, to try to get the right for illegals that occupy soil in this country, that have broken into our country, come across the border illegally, try to get it set up so they can vote. Some people are scratching their head and saying, what's this all about? American, non-American citizens can't vote. They can't vote. Go tell that to the left. Go tell that to Obama. Go tell that to the Communist Democrat Party. Go tell that to the Republican leadership who sits on their thumbs and says nothing about it. Does nothing about closing the borders. Does nothing about the rape of the American people's billfolds and pocketbooks. Where we have to spend our money to support ourselves plus illegals and their families. Health care, education, transportation, housing, food, Go tell it to them. Go tell it to the family whose daughter was shot and killed in San Francisco by an illegal alien. Obama said nothing. Republicans said nothing. Democrats said nothing. He was harbored in a sanctuary city, San Francisco, California. Getting back to my state, here in Texas, I went and looked up those cities in Texas that are deemed sanctuary cities. Now these cities, and oh by the way, Texas. We have two senators, John Cornyn and Ted Cruz. What have they done to highlight sanctuary cities, lawlessness in Texas, my state? Nothing. 
Nothing. Now, the states that have been deemed sanctuary cities in the great state of Texas are Austin, Texas. It comes no surprise to me. A lot of us folks down here in Texas call Austin the People's Republic of. Brownsville, Texas, down on the border. Denton, Texas. El Cenizio, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Houston, Texas. That's right, Houston, Texas. Katy, Texas, a suburb of Houston. Laredo, Texas, back on the border again. McAllen, Texas, down in the valley, close to the border. Port Arthur, Texas. Travis County, Texas. All sanctuary cities, one way or the other. One way or the other, they have shown favoritism towards illegals, protecting them. But let's go visit John Kasich's state of Ohio, sanctuary cities, illegals. John Kasich himself, Kasich himself said, we don't have enough school buses to load all those people and drive them to the border and open the door and shout, get out. The Ohio governor said April 20th, 2015, last year at the New America 2015 conference in Washington, D.C., I don't like the idea of citizenship, but I said I wouldn't take it off the table. This is John Kasich, governor of Ohio, making that statement. Sanctuary cities in Ohio? Many. Columbus, Ohio. Dayton, Ohio. Lake County, Ohio, Lima, Ohio, Lorraine, Ohio. Just to name a few. Just to name a few. All open source, written policy, opposes efforts to remove illegal aliens in Lima, county sheriffs. This visit Florida home of Marco Rubio, Gang of Eight. Need I say more? Need I say more? The County of Broward, Delon Springs, Deltona, Hernando County, Hillsborough County, Jupiter, Florida, Lake Worth, Florida, Miami, Florida, Dade County, Florida, Palm Beach County, Pinellas County, Sunrise, Florida. Tampa, Florida. You know, ladies and gentlemen, these people, Rubio, Cruz, Kasich, they represent those states, whether as governors or senators. Yet we have sanctuary cities and counties and towns within their respective states. How can we trust any of them to stand in front of the American people and say, I'm against illegal immigration. I will do this and I will do that. I'm against amnesty. How can we trust them when those words come from their mouth? Like I told my wife, 
I said, when they speak, we gotta, we got to really check on what side of the mouth they're talking from. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked many times here on the Gary Gatehouse radio show about the dire need for leadership in the whole political process. We've talked oodles of times about what lacks the American people see and identify in the political system. We're lacking leadership. And those who profess to be leaders, they're nothing but liars. Two-faced liars who have lied to us constantly. I only have to go back to 2014. On the Republican side, just give us the, the Senate, stand in line and vote and give us a Senate. Let us get the majority in the Senate and we will make things right. We will take care of business. We will take care of Obamacare, blah, 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 blah. We dutifully went to the polls, polled the handle, gave them the Senate. What happened? Nada. Nothing. Zilch. Zero. They lied to us. And they continue to lie to us. You know, folks, you can punch a guy in the face so many times and he can stand there and take it. Maybe he doesn't know what to do. Maybe he doesn't know how to handle himself. Maybe he's just afraid. But I guarantee you punch anybody in the face and you keep coming back and punching them in the face. Eventually, even the weak-hearted will do something to protect themselves. We have an opportunity as American people, we the people. We the middle class. We the downtrodden. The black community. We have an opportunity to get out from underneath the political cartel. To get out from underneath that ever weighing stack of lies that is heaped on us every day. We have an opportunity to identify a real leader. Someone who cares about the American people. We have an opportunity to circumvent the middle, the media, the political cartel in Washington, D.C., Congress, and go directly to and support of a man that will get America out of the ditch and back on the main road to being America once again. We all know who that is. Oh yeah, there's a lot of people who deny it. You know, I remember back when Bob Dole was running for president and everybody knew, everybody knew that it was his turn. And we also knew that he would not have a snowball's chance in hell of winning the White House. We knew it from the get-go. But we were told, 
hold your nose and vote for him anyway. McCain comes along, same thing. Hold your nose and vote for him anyway. How many times have we been told that? You've got to support the party. You've got to stand up and support the party. Hold your nose and vote for that person. Oh, they might be not be the sharpest knife in the box, but hold your nose and vote for him. Stand up for the Republicans. We're protecting you. We're standing with you. We're the only hope you have. And each time we get kicked in the teeth. And we turn right back around and went back to the well again and listened to him and pulled the handle. Kicked in the teeth again. I, for one, got tired of that crap. I, for one, who had been a staunch supporter of the Republican National Committee and the Republican Party for decades, said, I've had it, that's it. Tore my card up. When they'd call, I'd tell them to leave me alone. I don't want to be a part of your lies anymore. I don't support you anymore. Well, I'll, I'll report. I'll, uh, I'll 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 vote for a Republican if he's worth uh, voting for. But you know, ladies and gentlemen of America, there's only one individual running on a Republican pick, uh, ticket. In my mind, in my analysis, in my estimation, and that would be Mr. Donald Trump. He's not tied at the hip. With lobbyists. Corporations can't dictate to him what to say and not to say. Corporations can hang hang out all kinds of money in front of him and dangle it. He said, no, no thanks. I'll finance that myself. Let's run for the White House. I don't want to be controlled. You can't influence me. Take your money elsewhere. How many politicians would do that? They'll take every damn dime they got can get. And it don't matter who is offering it to them. The devil himself. You know, ladies and gentlemen, we're coming up on the hour. Coming up on the hour for the uh, news break. But before we go, I want to leave you with this. As Americans, we have a duty, not only to ourselves, not only to our children, grandchildren, but future generations. We have a duty, as Americans, an unspoken duty. We adults, as adults in the room, we are the caretakers of America. It was handed over to us by the last generation. We are the caretakers now. We are responsible for this great country. We are responsible for this great country. Regardless if you want to accept that responsibility or not, it's there. We can't say, let somebody else carry my water. 
Oh, I'm sure there will be somebody that will do exactly that. And it seems Americans are good at saying that. I don't want to do it. Let somebody else do it. I don't want to stand in line for America. Let somebody else do it. I don't want to fight the wars. Let somebody else's son do it. We've come at a time in American history where we the people have got to either go forward and make the right decisions or forever shut our damn mouths. Remember the old typing exercise? Now is the time for all good men to come to the aid of their country? It is. All good men, all good women come to the aid of their country. It's on us. We can't turn around and hand the baton back to the generation that left us that baton. They're gone. It's on us. It's our show. It's our responsibility. I know a lot of Americans like to shy away from having any responsibility at all. And there's a lot of Americans that just don't give a damn. And there's a lot of Americans that do give a damn but do not know what to say or do to do their part as caretakers of this great country. Look around you. Have a look around you when you take a drive down the road. Get on a plane and fly to some other part of the country. It's a pretty beautiful country, isn't it? It's a fantastic country. This God gave us this country. It just didn't happen. This country was developed and, and created by men and women created by God. Blood, sweat, and tears, and toil, broken backs, hard work, settling this country. I love this country, my country. I've been all over the world. Some places that I would hope to never have to go back to. And one thing I always knew when I seen that American flag, it reminded me of my home, America. The greatest country on the face of the earth. Americans, we can't let some people destroy this country. We have to turn it over to a leader that will get us back on the right track. And that leader is Mr. Donald Trump. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition. Getting after Lefty, anything goes. And we'll be right back for hour two. Right after the five-minute news. Stand by. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Gary will be back after the Fox five-minute news break.
Fox News Radio, I'm Lisa Brady. Violent extremists are now active in about 40 countries. That from the Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, also warning a House hearing about technology. Innovation is central to our economic prosperity, but it will bring new security vulnerabilities. At the same hearing on worldwide threats, the court fight with Apple coming up again. Fox News Radio's Steve Taylor, live in Washington. FBI Director James Comey says it's the hardest question he's seen in government, whether Apple should be forced by the courts to hack an iPhone that belonged to one of the dead San Bernardino terrorists. The phone security can make intrusion impossible or very difficult. Comey tells the Senate committee that if Apple helps access the phone's content... It doesn't take years and years and years, but instead we're able to do it in minutes or in hours. Apple insists that helping would expose other iPhones to hackers. Comey says Apple is cooperating in negotiations, but still says no. Lisa. Thanks, Steve. Another college crowd feels the burn. I believe that health care is a right, not a privilege. Bernie Sanders getting a standing ovation for that in Ohio as Hillary Clinton crisscrosses South Carolina, where Saturday is primary day and where she leads the polls. At one town hall event, dipping into the Supreme Court nomination debate. I sure hope the president chooses a true progressive who will stand up for the values and the interests of the people of this country. This after reports, the president might consider a Republican, Nevada's governor. For the five remaining Republicans in the presidential race, it's debate night. In one new Quinnipiac poll, Marco Rubio is second in his home state, Florida, 16 points behind Donald Trump. SeaWorld just admitting it sent a worker to infiltrate an animal rights group that opposed the theme park's practices. The company says it won't do that anymore and has hired an outside firm to conduct a security review. Fox News Radio, fair and balanced. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism. And we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at AutismSpeaks.org slash signs or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better. And it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Adcom. Schools will be closed again tomorrow in Virginia's Appomattox County, one of the areas devastated by this week's killer tornadoes. Electrical crews are working cooperatively to restore power. County spokeswoman Vicki Phelps says they're also urging residents to stay away from the hardest-hit areas for their own safety. At least eight killed in all in four states as that storm system marched east for two days, tornadoes damaging hundreds of homes. A Coast Guard rescue goes wrong in New York. The distress call came in around 2 a.m. Thursday. A fishing boat had run aground and was starting to take on water in an inlet off New York City. But the Coast Guard ship that arrived overturned in 10 to 12-foot waves. The five-member crew wearing protective gear swam to shore while that helicopter dropped a rescue basket to lift the seven fishermen to safety. A Fox reporter on scene talked to one right after. Are you feeling? Yes, 
Exactly. What was it like? Just kidding. Well, despite all the drama, no one was injured. Dave Anthony, Fox News. The Syrian regime, backed by Russian airstrikes, takes back a city seized by ISIS. This as the government and rebel factions prepare for a ceasefire. Syria's opposition has agreed to abide by a U.S.-Russian-backed truce in Syria, but expressing concerns and reservations about what it calls a lack of a clear mechanism to implement a truce. This is Turkey's prime minister says he's concerned Moscow will continue to target Syrian civilians or the moderate opposition during the cessation and hostility. Fox Radio's Jessica Gallagher. The ceasefire is supposed to take effect early Saturday. Now banned in Major League Baseball, runners deliberately barreling into fielders trying to break up a play. There have been some high-profile incidents where fielders have had legs broken, including one during a Mets-Dodgers playoff game last year. Wall Street, the Dow still higher for now, up 62 points. And Lisa Brady, Fox News Radio. You are listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Well, thank you, darling. And yes, you are. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Second hour, Friday. Anything goes. Way back last hour, we were talking about sanctuary cities. We were talking about illegal aliens. We were talking about that issue, which has loomed very large on the radar screen for years now. The American people have been torn back and forth between politicians. We're for it. We're not for it. We're going to build a fence. We're going to build a, a wall. They never do. We're going to get after this issue. It's not right that these people come in our country. You've heard it all before. The rhetoric coming out of D.C. But nothing was ever done. The Rubios, the Cruises, the Boehners, the Ryans, the Reeds, the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, all of them said they were going to take care of business when it comes to this issue. And they never did. They kept, as they say in the mainstream media, kicking the can down the road. Along comes Donald Trump. And here comes the can being kicked down the road by the political cartel, formerly known as the Congress. The can full of lies, deception, promises, the can contained everything that Congress has brought forward as far as the issue of illegal immigration. Brought forward all the ideas, all the scams, etc. Donald Trump puts his foot out and stops that can dead in its tracks. And you know, the bottom line is this. If it were not for Mr. Trump, the immigration illegal alien issue more than likely would not have been discussed much, if or not at all, on the campaign trail. 
If Mr. Donald Trump were not part of the campaign, said issue would have been shoved under the table. And Patriots, Mr. Donald Trump is at the front of the room when discussing things that the Republican Party leadership hope you would remain hidden. Hope they would remain hidden against all prying eyes of we the people. Hope would we, they would remain hidden against the ears of the American people who wanted to know the truth. Republican leadership has done nothing whatsoever in combating Obama, combating illegals coming into this country. Absolutely nothing. And again, Marco Rubio and Ted Cruz, patriots, whether you want to own up to it or deny it, they are senators of the United States Senate and are part of the Republican Party. Whether they want to acknowledge or not, they are indeed members of said party. United States senators. And up to this day have done nothing. Nothing but has been said. No bills passed. No discussions on the congressional floor about getting serious when it comes to stopping illegals breaking into our country. It was all smoke and mirrors. All denial or all promises or issues that they brought up about illegals that they said they would take care of and never did. How many times have you heard coming out of the senators, the House of Representatives' mouths about the wall? We're going to appropriate so many millions of dollars to build it. It never got built. How many people in the Senate, including Rubio and Cruz, really went after that issue in earnest? Neither one. Rubio comes out and joins up and makes up part of the gang of eight. McCain and Chucky Schumer and Lindsey Graham, just to name a few, that wanted to try their best to cloak what they really wanted to do and disguise their proposition, their legislation, disguise it in such a way that they could ram amnesty down our throat but still think that we were getting the better end of the deal. It didn't work. Because you see, the political cartel, like I say, used to be Congress, they've always considered the American people the great unwashed, the uneducated, the underinformed, the misinformed. There's not a 5,000 of us out there as they probably think that know anything about what really goes down inside the beltway. We'll just tell them what they want to hear, change a few words here and there, and stick it to them, screw them, like we always do. And in the past, the American people, hook, line, and sinker, fell for what these guys inside the beltway had to say, how they were going after this issue, that issue. And we continued to re-elect them and put them back in office. 
along comes Donald Trump. And he says, let's talk about illegal aliens. Let's talk about stopping the flow of illegals into our country, into the back door of our home, America. Now, I've used the analogy many times just trying to get the point across. You have a nice, beautiful home. You've worked your whole life to, to save your money, put it together to buy this beautiful home. Beautiful neighborhood. Your children enjoy playing in the backyard. You have a nice garage and maybe uh, have some nice tools in it or whatever. Nice furniture. You just enjoy your home. But I know damn well there isn't an American out there unless they live in some part of America that is so isolated. There's not an American out there whether you live in a one-bedroom efficiency apartment in Baltimore, Maryland or a house built on a grand scale in Howard County, Maryland. There's not an American out there that doesn't lock their door when they go to bed at night. There's not an American out there that doesn't lock both doors and check the windows when they go away on a two or three day trip. There's not an American out there that doesn't lock their door when they go away to work their eight hour shift during the day. Why is that so? We know as Americans there are bad people out there. That if they find the door open, they're going to go in. And when they go in, you're not going to have much left in that house when you come home. We Americans know that. Now look at our southern border. That's the back door to our house. The house we all live in. America. Yet that door is wide open. Not a lock to be found. And it's open 24-7, 365 days a year. Not a lock to be found. The Congress knows it. Obama loves it. And the illegals coming up from third world trash countries... They've been told a long time ago, when they, even before they began their journey, all you have to do is go up to the southern border of America in Texas and walk across. When you get across, there's going to be somebody waiting for you to load you up in a bus and take you somewhere, give you clothes, buy new housing, give you money, give you welfare. Feed your kids. Clothe your kids. Educate your kids. And you don't have to do a damn thing. That's where we're at today in America. And like I've said many, many, many times, Congress knows this. They look at the American people as nothing more than a pathway to getting more votes. They have used and abused us. They have abused our country. They've allowed people to break into our country 
into our house, America. Bring third world diseases with him. Bring rapists with him. Murderers. Lawbreakers. And America doesn't ask anything of these illegals. We give them everything they need. And all the while, America, legal Americans, are being strapped by lack of jobs that illegals take. Being strapped by diseases that third world trash is bringing into our country. Whooping cough, leprosy, HIV, you name it. Congress knows it. Obama loves it. And the American people are getting shafted. Along comes a guy named Trump. He blew the whistle. And he still is blowing the whistle. About illegal aliens in this country. And what Congress has done to the American people and our beloved country. We the people have finally found somebody that doesn't lie to us. We have finally found somebody that is not a part of the political cartel in Washington, D.C. We have finally found somebody that can't be bought, can't be influenced. Donald Trump. Yet there are many people in the United States that just still don't get it. And that includes a lot of Republican people. Died in the wool, die hard Republican people, the same people that told me many times over and over, well, Gary, you just got to hold your nose and vote. You just got to vote for that guy. We know he sucks and he's no good, but we don't want the Democrat in there, so you got to hold your nose and vote. Now they're telling this that again. You can't vote for Donald Trump. You can't do that. We've got two bona fide Republicans. Know it all senators. They've been exposed to everything. They know everything just because they hang their hat on the word senator. Oh, yeah, they can be bought and have been. Corporations give them money to run their campaigns with. Well, I don't know, Ted, if you ought to say that. Here's what the talking points we would like you to use, Mr. Cruz. Mr. Rubio, you need to talk in this light about illegal aliens. You know, they're just here to make a living. They're just here running away from oppression. That's what we'd like to use in talking points that you can use when you visit with the American people. And please remember, a small caveat, we give you 1.3 million to help you with your campaign. Remember that. If you want to go further down the road and you want to talk our talk, there'll be more money coming. Mr. Cruz, same goes with you. Mr. Trump, here's a million We can help you out. Mr. Trump, no, I don't need it. 
I don't need your money. I'll use my own. There is the big divide right there, ladies and gentlemen. There is the big divide right there. Out in front of us, plain for all of us to see. Any any person that has any gray matter between their ears should understand that. You can be bought for words. You can be bought to push issues. You can be bought any time of the day if you're in Congress. If you're a businessman, a billionaire, he don't need the money. He's got his own. He don't need to scratch any politician's back. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. Friday edition. You know, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) before we go to break, I just want to bring up this one point. The Gary Gatehouse will have an announcement to make next week about the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show getting after Lefty. I think I will probably be announcing it on Twitter. And you can go and visit with Gary Gatehouse up on Twitter at G-A-L-G-A-L-N-E-T, N-E-T, work, W-R-K. G-A-L-N-E-T-W-R-K. G-A-L Network. That's where Gary Gatehouse lives. On Twitter. Come on up and stop by. If you're a Trump supporter from Texas or any of the other states, drop by. I have some banners made up there. Some posters that you're more than welcome to copy and post in your blogs. Post on your Facebook. Post on Twitter. Just go out there and retweet them, whatever you want to do with them. We've got to help the man. We've got to help the man that's going to get America straight again and back on the right path, Mr. Donald Trump. We'll be right back. This is Gary Gatehouse. Make sure you tune in to Restoration Radio International weekends to listen to the Gary Gatehouse radio shows back-to-back. Wow! Welcome to Faith and Freedom. We hope to inform, inspire, and encourage you to stand up for faith and freedom as we discuss victories and challenges in the courts, in public policy, and in the culture. Faith and Freedom is brought to you by Liberty Council, a litigation, education, and policy organization. Join us now as we address the latest cultural issues across America and around the world. The Supreme Court of the United States should protect women, not abortion. There is a big case before the United States Supreme Court. It comes out of Texas, and it involves regulations of abortion clinics and hospital privileges, admitting privileges into various medical facilities. That's been challenged, and now it's before the United States Supreme Court. Liberty Council has filed an important amicus brief representing the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference and also Operation Rescue in this particular situation, overviewing the problem with deregulation of these abortion clinics. This case is now before the Supreme Court. A decision will be made no later than the end of June. We're going to be talking about it on Faith and Freedom. I'm Matt Staver, founder and chairman of Liberty Council. Joining me is Matt Barber, the founder of barbwire.com. Matt, this is an amazing uh, case. 
it is a good opportunity for the Supreme Court to have some common sense and allow common sense regulations of these abortion clinics. The problem that you have is many of these abortion clinics, they're exempted from common sense medical regulations that apply to other facilities, even that apply to veterinary facilities. These abortion clinics are oftentimes deregulated. And in some cases, for example, most cases, you have these so-called doctors that have a medical degree, uh, but they couldn't do anything else probably except for abortion. Uh, They're sleazy uh, kind of doctors that come in and do death uh, camp killing every week with abortion. And they will kill a child, potentially harm that woman, put that woman at risk of losing her life or health, and then not have any hospital admitting privileges because they're quack kind of doctors. They don't have the hospital admitting privileges, so when their patient gets injured, they can't admit them into the hospital and go with them and carry on that particular care because they have no right to be there because they don't have any hospital admitting privileges. So some of these regulations are saying if you're going to do it, you've got to have hospital admitting privileges, the consequences of which mean that many abortion clinics Many of these abortion doctors will not be able to do abortions, and that's why they are opposing these laws. Well, many of them are quacks, and, and that's why most of them are, are quacks. I mean, they, they get kind of the, the dregs, the, the bottom of the barrel, if you will, of people who are willing to actually uh, violate their Hi- Hippocratic Oath and, and take an innocent human life and kill instead of save. And so they get, you know, abortionists themselves are usually, you know, just not good enough to become a, you know, a real doctor, if you will. But there's a racist element here too, Matt. Nearly eight out of ten surgical abortion facilities are intentionally located in in uh, uh, African American or Hispanic communities and neighborhoods, and that's in keeping with Planned Parenthood's long history of racism and eugenics. You know, Margaret Sanger. The founder of Planned Parenthood spoke at KKK rallies. Uh, she talked about, uh, you know, they, they didn't want people to find out that this was about getting rid of, of the feeble-minded and, and the Negro and, and as some of the language that she used. Uh, just totally a, a, a racist organization that, that uh, uh, has tried to cover up that history. So we shouldn't be surprised that they, they don't want any kind of common sense oversight here where there's clearly a compelling state interest to protect women. They're not interested in protecting women. They're not interested in protecting babies. They're interested in, in use, treating women and babies as a commodity, killing the babies for profit. That's what this is all about. That's exactly what it's all about. You have the largest abortion clinic of Planned Parenthood in the country of any uh, abortion clinic right there in Houston, Texas, set in the midst of a Hispanic and African-American minority community. We represent the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference that represents over 40,000 Hispanic churches throughout the country uh, with a big presence right there in Texas. And uh, their communities are desperately hit by these abortion proceedings and and, uh, death camps. So these clinics, they set up, the doctors uh, pop in, uh, they don't have regular practices, uh, they cannot get admitted to a hospital because their quality of of care is so abysmal uh, that these hospitals, they're not going to want quacks that have admitting privileges because it ultimately puts the hospital at risk. So they only give admitting privileges to people that have at least decent reputations in legitimate medical practices, not to say that everyone's going to be flawless, obviously, but hospitals have an interest in only allowing people of a certain caliber to be admitted 
or to have admitting privileges, meaning that you can admit your patient and you can be with them and come in and visit and provide a standard of care to them while they're there. Wouldn't you want that if you had an orthopedic surgeon, for example, who's treating you in the office, does an MRI and says, now I want to admit you to this particular hospital because I'm going to do surgery on you. And that person then continues to follow up with you. It, it provides a continuum of care. These abortion doctors, they don't have that. They do the death killing in their clinics. Uh, they'll put some of these women in jeopardy of their lives. And then they get transported to the hospital. Well, these doctors can't be there. So as a result of these abortion regulation clinics in Texas, about half of the abortion clinics uh, shut down because the doctors did not have hospital admitting privileges. The standards of care, the regulations, the surgical procedures didn't come up to the level necessary for other outpatient surgical procedures or centers. The abortionist filed suit. Now it's before the United States Supreme Court. The real question is, will the Supreme Court uphold it? We have ultimately filed a brief. I encourage you to read it. You can go to lc.org. You can go to the Supreme Court Should Protect Women uh, press release and click on the hot link that says amicus brief. I encourage you to read it because in that, we uh, worked with Operation Rescue, Troy Newman, to overview lots of the problems of the deregulation, the injuries, uh, the health risk that occur in Texas. And also, of course, we represent the National Hispanic Christian Leadership Conference. Go to lc.org. I encourage you to read this case, read the brief, and then pray for this uh, case as it's going before the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, and, and Matt, you know, they, why uh, are these clinics located um, in African-American neighborhoods, in Hispanic neighborhoods, eight of ten of them? Uh, well, Margaret Sanger, in talking about birth control, she said this, this. This betrays everything you need to know about Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger. She said, birth control must lead ultimately to a cleaner race. Mm. Uh, what does that mean? She also said, and why abortion? She said, quote, the most merciful thing that the large family does to one of its infant members is to kill it. That, that just, sh that just surmises the, the culture of death, the mentality. And when, when the most merciful thing to do to a baby is to kill it, when that's your mentality, and, and, and when you want to cleanse the race and, and, you know, for, of, of black people, as Margaret Sanger and Planned Parenthood did, uh, the human race, then why should we be surprised that they want to be able to, uh, have as many abortions as possible without any kind of health regulation to watch over to make sure that women aren't bleeding to death and dying, that, that there are, uh, doctors with admitting privileges that are adequately qualified, that there are regulations to make sure that, that uh, all the surgical tools are clean and, and so forth. That they don't want any of that because the goal here is to be as merciful as possible. And the way, according to Margaret Singer and Planned Parenthood, that you can be as merciful as possible is to slaughter as many babies as possible. Yeah, she was part of the whole eugenics movement. Uh, she was referred to by Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler was a fan of hers as well. And, uh, of course, Adolf Hitler was in the ultimate eugenics movement when he tried to wipe out people uh, that were not Aryan. He wanted to create an Aryan super race. That was part of this whole eugenics idea. That's what Planned Parenthood, that's what Margaret Sanger ultimately did as the modus operandi, as the reason for existence of Planned Parenthood. That's why 8 of 10, 8 of 10, 80% of all the abortion facilities in Texas are located in African-American or Hispanic neighborhoods. There's a reason for that. 
Go to Liberty Council's website, lc.org. Pray for this case. Pray for Liberty Council. Support us financially. Also, sign up for The Awakening 2016 at lc.org. At The Awakening 2016, we have a breakout session, Planned Parenthood and Human Genocide. And we have uh, lots of great speakers on that particular panel. Uh, We have uh, Sandra Susan Merritt, who will be there. She's one who was indicted in Houston. She's one of the undercover investigators of Planned Parenthood. Uh, We have the threat of ISIS. We have gender confusion, setting the record straight. Amazing number of people on that particular panel. Civil resistance, when man's laws conflict with God's laws. Amazing group of people, including David and Jason Benham. So much more. Israel in the Middle East. We have great plenary speakers there. You'll not want to miss the Awakening 2016, March 5. You can register right now at lc.org. Click on the Awakening icon. It is an uplifting event, one that you will not want to miss. Remember, Liberty Council and your prayers and your regular financial support. You have been listening to Faith and Freedom with Matt Staver of Liberty Council. We hope that we have motivated you to stand up for your faith, family, and freedom. Working together, we can make a difference. Get informed and stay involved. Visit Liberty Council's website at lc.org. That's lc.org. And tune in next time right here for Faith and Freedom. You're listening listening to the Getting After Lefty 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 Show with your host, host, Gary Gatehouse. Broadcasting from South Texas, shining the light of truth on the socialist left. Yeah, I'm digging back in the archives for some of these bumps. Man, that thing's about seven years old. Wow. Remember that song, Apache? Wow, that was a... That song was playing the day I went in the military. That's right. Apache. Never forget it. Fantastic song in his day. You know, ladies and gentlemen, uh... Friday is anything goes. You know that, all you folks that listen to the show. And we just kind of let our hair down and we sometimes get away from politics and we just kind of maybe play some music or talk about something other than politics. Now, I put this little piece together a few years back and I used to play it on my show, oh, back in 2007, 2008, back in that era. I used to get a lot of responses from my listeners on this piece I put together. It's how Gary Gatehouse feels about my country, America. Have a listen. There's no place like home. Home is where the heart is. As we go older and reflect back on our lives, No matter where we've traveled in the past, we all know there's no place like home. America is my home, my motherland. I have spent many of my adult years traveling throughout the world to good places and not so good places where there was conflict going on 
turmoil. And as I think back to those times, I remember what it was like when I left those places and landed with my feet firmly back on my ground, my motherland, America. Home of the brave and the free. America, that shining city on a hill. America, my country. America, God bless America. There's no place like home. No place. The place where you grew, grew up. The place where you remember all of your family, your mom and dad. All your good times. And none of that could be possible without the freedoms that we Americans enjoy. In our country, America, blessed by God, protected by the brave, America. God bless America. Well, there you go, folks. It's uh, right from Gary Gatehouse's heart to your ears. How I feel about my country. How I feel about the freedoms we have and the folks that have laid it all on the line to protect us. Past, present. America is still that shining city on a hill. America is still the best country God has ever allowed a human being or human beings to create. We're in big trouble now, but I'm sure as the next few months progress, when the uh, dust settles, emerging will be a leader. That will get us out of the, uh, as I always say, the ditch and back on the main road. Until then, we just got to hang in there as patriots, as lovers of freedom, as folks who know what the price is, has been, going on now, the price that we pay 
for the freedoms that we celebrate and utilize and use every day. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show Friday edition, Getting After Lefty, and we'll be back after a few short messages. Don't go away. Hey, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my friends, colleagues, and mates over there in the U.K., especially the owner and operator of Restoration Radio U.K., Dogs Aboard U.K., Mr. Stephen Lang. Hope you're having a great weekend, Mr. Stephen Lang. Have a couple of pints for me, okay? The rest of you folks over there and all my bobbies that listen in down there in uh, the big old city hustle and bustle of London, y'all watch each other back. Take care of yourself. And Gary Gatehouse has a special place in his heart for you. I remember one time, I'm telling on myself now, me and a mate of mine were hanging out in Hyde Park. We'd had a few too many pints. And it was getting dark and we didn't have a place to stay. So I told my mate, let's just find us a couple of park benches and sleep it off right here in Hyde Park. He didn't quite like the idea, but I convinced him that's what we need to do. So we proceeded to find us a couple of park benches and park our tired, drunken butts on the bench and fell asleep. Next thing I remember was... Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Yeah, what do you want? You can't sleep here, mate. You're in high bars. Yeah, I know that. I looked up and it was a bobby. Tapping me on the head with his little nightstick. Ouch! So me and my mate... We proceeded to get our butts out of Hyde Park. Pronto. You don't mess with bobbies. They're very nice. But that little... On the head... It hurt a little bit. It sure did. Just another story of Gary Gatehouse and his escapades... When he lived in England way back in the 70s. Tex also down here in Texas. When I'm not rocking the house, I like to listen to the Getting After Lefty show with Gary Gatehouse. Gary is exposing the liberal socialist agenda. He is kicking liberals' asses and taking names. You keep it up, Gary. We're growing like a big old army. Well, it's honky-tonk time in South Texas. That's right. It's Friday night. This type of song, I don't care where you go in all these little towns and hamlets around South Texas. Dance floor, a lot of Lone Star beer, a lot of good-looking cowgirls with boots and maybe little short skirts, and honky-tonk music.
Hey, all you guys in the armed forces that are serving over in Afghanistan and parts unknown, I hope you're having a great weekend, the best you can make of it anyway. Been through the process, I know what how that goes, especially in a combat zone, no such thing as a weekend, unless you're a day lady, right? <laughs> Keep your heads down. Watch each other's backs. And get back home in one piece. Your loved ones are waiting. America appreciates every darn thing you do for we the people. God bless every one of you and your families. Coming from the mouth and the heart of Gary Gatehouse Radio Show and staff to all you military folks. Army, Air Force, Navy, Marines, Coast Guard, and all you intel ops crawling around somewhere, hiding behind a bush, I don't know, stay safe. Gary Gatehouse loves each and every one of you. Heartaches and misery, you know, that gets us all every once in a while, doesn't it? Yeah. Especially if you're uh, blindly in love. (laughs) Which I'm sure all of us have been at least one time, right? That's right. Love makes the world go round, as they say. But you know, if you can tell by my voice, I am fighting, once again, allergies. And when they get a hold of me, It takes me a long time to shake a man. Consequently, that's what my voice sounds like. You're hearing today it's raspy and sometimes it cuts out completely. Not much I can do about it. Friend of mine, Trade Martin, he's given me some remedies and I've tried them, but it still don't work. I've had it all checked out. Doc says, hey, you just got to live with it. So I do. I live with it every day. You know, folks, being it's Friday and being it's uh, anything goes here on the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show, and politics right now is the furthest thing from my mind. I don't know about you. I know there's things going on and things have gone on yesterday, and I don't even want to talk about them. I really don't. And I know some folks will probably say, oh, hell, he's done with his politics. I'm turning him off. Well, you know, everybody's got to take a mind dump once in a while and kind of cleanse their minds, you know, and get all the cobwebs and all the crap that's floating around in there and accumulated. And most of that in Gary Gatehouse's mind is politics. And every once in a while, I just got to pull the old flusher 
and get that stuff out of my brain and start with a new fresh outlook, a new fresh look at the things the way I hope they're going to be. I'm praying they're going to be. I know you folks are right there with me, right? Sure you are. Sure you are. You folks up on Twitter docking all you guys that are up there. We all know what the score is. We do. And the score right now looking pretty dang good. But that can change in a heartbeat. We know that too. We just got to keep on trucking. We just got to keep on going down the road in a positive mode. Keeping the bright side up, the shiny side up, in between the lines. And as my grandma says, it'll all come out in the wash, Gary. It'll all come out in the wash. In the meantime, I'm going to throw another song on here and take another mind dump, if you will. That's right, it's Friday and we're rolling right into Friday Night Honky Tonk Night! Down here in Texas, wish y'all was down here. I'd take you out and show you a hell of a time. I'm going to be loading up the old hot rod tomorrow, Saturday, and I'm going to be hitting the road for a couple of uh, car shows and a cruise in. Spend the whole day, the whole evening, driving around in my old red hot rod, just having a good time. Visiting with folks, talking about cars, and I ain't going to talk about politics. I'll leave that to Monday. You know, honky-tonk music has its own unique sound, doesn't it? Twangy guitars. They say you play a honky-tonk record backwards. You get your cat in the back, your dog back, your house back, your girl and your car. <laughs> Never tried it. Never lost any of those things. Been holding on to them for many a year. Except the cat and the dog. They're long gone. Speaking of the cats, I had a neighbor that was uh, not used to the critters down here in South Texas. was telling me a story the other day. This guy is from, I think he said he's from somewhere up east. I don't know what town or city or state. If I'm not mistaken, though, I think it was Massachusetts. He did talk kind of funny. But anyway, he was telling me about this big old funny looking cat that was parading around down his backyard right as the sun was going down. I said, what color was that cat? He said, well, it had a big old bushy tail and it was black and white. I said, oh yeah? Did you have a chance to pet that cat? He said, no, I just watched it walk around out there. I said, oh, that's probably a wild cat. I said, it was a big one. He said, it's a little bit bigger than a regular cat. 
had a big old bushy tail. I said, what color was it again? He said, it was white and it was black, mainly black. And I said, what, what parts of the cat did they have the white on it? He said, on its back. And I said, oh, okay. I said, well, maybe you can make a pet of that cat next time you see it. Just, uh, you know, maybe get you some cat food and kind of put it out there and see if that old cat will come up and try it. And i tell you what, I said, some cats around here like peanut butter. Put it on a cracker and set it out there and just wait to see if he comes up. If he comes up, maybe you can uh, throw a bag over him and tame him. Make him your own house cat. <laughs> well, I ain't heard him heard from him since. <laughs> I ain't heard anything from that neighbor since, so I don't know if he caught that old uh, black cat with a white stripe and a big fluffy tail. I haven't heard any screams, so I guess he's still trying. <laughs> You're listening to the Gatehouse Radio Show. Getting after Lefty, Friday edition, coming to you all the way from South Texas. Where the sun's shining, it's about 80 degrees. I think I'll go to the damn beach. I say that about every week, never go. But I'll get down there. I always do. Go down there and check out the shrimp boats, have some shrimp, and walk around the beach and just check things out. Just have a good old time. You know, down here in Texas, you can go all over the dang place and be in about five different countries. Seems like, anyway. Got the Midlands, you got the beach, you got the east, you got the tall pineys, you got it all down here in Texas. We got our own Grand Canyon out in West Texas, we got it all. So y'all need to come down here and visit with us. Just come on down and just make a week of it, two weeks, whatever. Do as much as you can. See what the Texas is all about. Now I want to tell you a little story before we go to break. There were some people up in Dallas, that's up North Texas. And they come up with an idea they was going to have a contest. And they wanted to get back at liberals. So they was going to have this contest and they were going to provide five junk cars and they were going to tell these people the first one to drive to Houston over to San Antonio over to San Angelo and then make their way back to Dallas first one back intact they're going to get a thousand dollars and keep the car. Why hell, a bunch of them people jumped on board and the first thing they asked them was well who do you like as president? Or who are you uh, for as being president? Well, we like Obama. He's doing real good up there. Okay, you'll, you'll work. So when they found five Obama lovers, they each give them the keys to a car and they timed them. And off they went, heading to Houston. Well, as they pulled out of Dallas, one of the guys looked at the bumpers of these cars and they said, they ain't never going to make it out of Dallas. Yeah, the guy was laughing. He says, I know, but it's going to be fun, isn't it? He said, yeah, but those extra big bumper stickers on there that say, I love Obama and welfare is the best thing for illegals, they ain't going to make it. They're just not going to make it. Sure enough, not one of them made it to Houston. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show on Conservative Radio Network. 
If you don't clean up your room, the Board of Health is going to condemn it. The Board of Health doesn't even know about your room. What's more, they don't care. You know, if you keep making that face, it's going to freeze that way. Not unless you're someplace really, really cold. Actually, a lot of the warnings moms hand out are a bit exaggerated. If you don't get your blood pressure checked, you could have high blood pressure, not even know it, and you could die from a stroke. But she's right about that one. Fact is, high blood pressure contributes to 200,000 American deaths each year. And a third of those who have high blood pressure don't know it. If they did, it'd be simple to treat. Call the American Heart Association at 1-800-AHA-USA-1 or visit AmericanHeart.org on the web to learn more. Better still, ask your doctor to check your blood pressure. If you run with those scissors... It's the least you can do. Well, folks, I can't say it hasn't been fun because it has. They might do that someday. I can always hope, right? We'll make a film about a man that's sad and lonely. That's not me. And all I gotta do is act naturally. That's what I'm doing every day. Well, I bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Yeehaw! Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. You know, folks, Fridays are my most enjoyable day on the radio. It's because I get to talk to you guys. I don't have to be going after politics and all that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love it. But I love just talking to you guys about anything. Joking around, playing some good music. Just enjoy the holy heck out of it. What do you think? You think Fridays is probably the best day to kind of let your hair down? I do. You got the whole weekend ahead of you, man. Whole weekend, barbecuing, running wild if you want, shopping your till your lips fall off. <laughs> Gary Gatehouse enjoys sitting in behind the microphone and just talking about hell anything. Believe me, down here in South Texas, there is something always going on. And you know what? I haven't seen Billy Bob and Carl going on a week now. Them suckers might be in jail. I guess I'm going to have to go over to the county seat and check them out. See if they're there. If they're not there, they're cruising somewhere looking for Lone Star beer. I know them. But I know damn well tonight when I go over to the county seat, dance hall and bar, they're going to be there. Their best jeans and white shirts on and cowboy hats and boots. Wait for all those hairdressers coming in from San Antonio. Has <laughs> been real, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Gary Gatehouse Radio Show. We've got about five minutes before we have to vacate the premises, vacate the airwaves, get away from the internet, and all those radio stations that carry my show. They'll be bumping up to the next one. And by the way, just a reminder. You can listen to the Gary Gatehouse Show 24-7 on freedominamerica.us. Just type that in and go up there and you can listen to the Gary Gatehouse Show 
24-7. There's a whole archive of shows up there, current and past. And you can listen to one show after another. I don't know, go get you a six-pack of beer, get you a, a bottle of RC Cola, whatever the hell you want, some moon pies, and just kind of lay around on the couch and listen to Gary Gatehouse bump his gums. I'm good at that. I'm also on freedominamericaradio.com. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and actually Wednesday and Thursday as well, and the weekends, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Freedominamericaradio.com. Go up there on the internet, say hi to the owner, Mr. Billy Van Horn, tell him Gary sent you. And then there's always Restoration Radio, United Kingdom International. All you folks over there in Europe, all you folks in the UK, owned and operated by that silver-tongued devil, Mr. Stephen Lang. And that guy's got a voice, man. That guy has got a radio voice you won't believe. With a British accent, killer! But anyway, he's a big, avid uh, football fan. Over here we call it soccer. You don't dare call that soccer when you're in England. It's football. And rightly so. When I was living over there, one of my favorite teams was a team up north called Leeds United. Way up north, way up there in, uh, I think it was up in Yorkshire or Leeds. Yeah, Leeds. City of Leeds. I used to enjoy watching those guys. There was a guy on there called John Lorimer. And he had a leg that he could kick that ball like a mule. He could. But anyway, Mr. Stephen Lang, I hope you're enjoying yourself this weekend. He's also the owner and operator of Dogs of War Radio out of the United Kingdom, both coming out of London. Owner and operator, entrepreneur, silver-tongued devil, never missed a pint he didn't want to swill down immediately. Mr. Stephen Lang, a friend and a mate of mine, and has been for years. One more that I've got to put a plug in for. And that'd be Conservative Radio Network. I'm a brand new affiliate of Conservative Radio or the Conservative Radio Network. Google them. Go up there and have a look. You talk about somebody that's got one hell of a lineup. You go up there and look at the talking heads on the Conservative Radio Network. It'll knock your boots off. It really will. Gary Gatehouse... And the Gary Gatehouse radio show, Getting After Lefty, Anything Goes Friday. We're getting ready to shut down the shop, shut down the old uh, studio, and I'm getting ready to put my old cowboy boots back on and been kind of comfortable sitting here in my easy chair and looking at all these computers and trying to figure out what button I'm going to pitch, pick, uh, push on next. But I know there's one. When I shut down the show, I just got to push on one button. And that's the end of that. Until Monday, when the Gary Gatehouse radio show and your host, Gary Gatehouse, comes back into the studio, turns it all back on, and we kick off a new week. Until Monday, this year, your friend, your host, your conservative buddy, your mate for all you folks over there in England and Europe, Gary Gatehouse wishing you and your families and your loved ones, and your squeezes, your better halves, whatever you got attached to, a great weekend. And we'll be talking to you Monday, God willing. Until then, y'all take care. This is Gary Gatehouse saying, good day. <laughs>